0: Welcome to the next episode. This is episode two of Real Rock Talk. My name is Marion, and once again, I am your host. And if you have made it this far in the journey, you are doing great. Uh, thank you for coming back for for this episode. This episode, we're going to talk about time and time in the realm of what it truly means to be a uh, what time means to you what it should mean to you time is a double-edged sword it's your greatest friend and also your worst enemy and the thing with time that most people kind of miss out on is the fact that they always think they have it it's always that type of let's say um, thing that we have that we just almost never seem to run out of but there's a problem with that and the problem with time is that again, where it's your greatest friend, you always have. You can always do it tomorrow. You can always do it later. You don't have to do it right now. But the problem is, is that when later comes around, we're usually pushed, or we usually have some form of uh, built-in uh, deadline that comes in. And when that deadline comes in, all of a sudden, guess what happens? Now we're running and rushing trying to get it done. So now the problem becomes time is no longer your friend because if you don't get it done, there's usually some sick consequence that comes with it. For instance, uh, when we were all in school, we had deadlines to get school uh, reports or get homework in. And if we didn't do that, we either failed the failed the assignment or we had points reduced. Um, my wife is currently going to school right now and she has the same issue. You know, if you don't have it done by twelve fifty nine fifty nine 59 a.m. on a particular day, you lose 10% of that grade automatically, whether it was the most perfect paper written or not. We all have done that. Same thing when in our lives with finances, if you don't pay your electric bill uh, by the due date, well, we'll give you two more weeks. But then usually we'll wait those two weeks. And of course, right about that time, one or two days before it's absolutely due. We're scrambling around to make sure that we got enough money and everything is, you know, we can we can make that payment with no problem. You know, back in the day when people wrote checks more than they used debit cards. You know, what did we do? We wrote that check a couple of days before payday came and we just hope they didn't cash it. Hope it could float just enough to get by. So now all of a sudden that deadline comes and we get nervous. We don't prepare for that deadline that comes up. And that's the good and bad side of of time. Tonight we're going to talk about that a little bit. So again, if you've already made your uh, goal sheet out. And you and you've divided it up into four sections. And again, those four sections are physical, uh, emotional, spiritual and financial. We're going to take a look at what time is and the pros and cons of both sides. So, for instance, looking at uh, from the physical side, we have a finite amount of time on this planet. Our bodies have a timer on it. When we die, that's it. There is no pop a quarter in for an additional play. There is no more um, attempting to move forward or try to get, you know, try to make a deal with the devil to extend our lives out a little bit longer. When you're dead, you're dead. So we have to take care of the temple that we have while we have it. So, for instance... We know that if we take good care of ourselves, we go to the we go to the gym or we do push-ups or sit-ups, we know that over a period of time our bodies will react to it, will uh, react to it in a positive way. If we diet properly, we will react our bodies react to it in a positive way. Eventually we will lose weight, eventually we will tone up our arms and our abs and our legs and our in our butt, whatever. You know, those are the types of things that we know if you don't over if you don't take care of your body over time, time will remind you when you get older that the things that you did when you were younger will come back to bite you. And that is one thing that none of us really want to go through. How many smokers are out there that uh, are having COPD or having other issues later in life who would just go back and think about it and wish that they would do something different? Look at it from from an emotional standpoint. And remember, when we talk about emotional, we're also talking about the mindset. Um, Many people wait to do things that they want to do in life. They wait to start working on the bucket list. They wait to start traveling. They wait to start experiencing new things. They wait to go and start a business or do whatever. Guys, if, if there's ever a time to do this, it's now. Think about it. The longer you wait, the older you get. If you don't learn the things that you need to learn, you'll never learn them as you get older because you will be so anti against wanting to learn. Continue to read. Continue to learn. Pick up things in life. Understand that if you want to be the best at what you're currently doing, either get with people who are doing it better than you or get it or start reading the books that explain how it becomes better. Because those are the things that are going to make you the best in what you do. When you go, you know, a lot of us dropped out of college for one reason or another. Some of us dropped out of high school. And so we've waited and waited and waited to turn around and get that GED or get that college degree. My question to to you is this, what are you waiting on? Or a better question is, what are you afraid of? What's the worst thing that can happen if you go back to school? And let's just pretend for, for a moment that school is free. Whether you believe in the um, free free school and, and currently the lottery in Kentucky uh, and, and also in Tennessee goes out and they um, offer you the first two years of schooling for free, depending on where you go. Well, if, if going back to school is free. What's the worst thing that could happen? You learn something. You learn something in an area that you've been wanting to do. Or maybe you learn something in an area that comes back to you later. I was not a numbers complete freak when I was younger. Um, I read a lot of books. I was more into journalism. But I had a high propensity for math. I loved math. I loved playing with numbers and in, in different ways and as i got older i saw that there were more and more people out there who did not understand tax law so i started to learn tax law i don't know why i'm just crazy that way but i started learning tax law and in learning that tax law i come to find out that the majority of people who go to the big box chains um h and r blogs jackson hewitt those guys learn just enough to get by just enough so that they can sit down, take your money and count that toward their bonus at the end of the tax season. But at no point did they bring value to themselves so they don't help you. They don't say, "Hey, you know if you do this over here, this is going to help you down the line. If you do this over here, this is going to help you and your family for next year. If you do this over here, this is going to save you in the tax in, for your taxes and you know, the following tax year. And and that was part of what I wanted to do. I wanted to help people who just didn't know because no one ever taught them. And time is one of those things where when I explain it to people in simple terms, that the stuff that you do today affects you tomorrow and affects you next month and next year. And a lot of times if you do it the right way, it actually comes back and help you. That's the reason why more and more people need to understand and learn these things. And that again, that's part of what we're going to do with this podcast is we're going to teach and educate you in all aspects of life in one way or another. And again, I'm not saying that I'm the, I'm the smartest person or the greatest person, but I've learned just enough tips and tools to be able to make changes in my life where I have a greater peace with myself compared to that rush every time the deadline looms. My wife has a greater peace about it because she doesn't have to worry about money to the level that she did prior to our meeting, our meeting up and getting married. So that's one of the things that we're going to be discussing as well. So let's look at it from a spiritual standpoint. Time is, again, of the essence. You only have so long in your body. You only have so long in your soul. So guess what happens when you die? There's a judgment. Now, Regardless of what your religious affiliation, regardless of what you believe as far as God is concerned, let's just break it down into something simple. If you believe in a higher power, if you believe in a greater being in creation, understand that you have to make an allegiance to one side or the other before you die. If you cannot just believe that when you die, that's it. If you do, then the question I'm going to ask you is, why are you not going out and partying like it's 1999? And the reason why I put it to you that way is this. When you live in a wash, rinse, repeat world, you are doing nothing more but being boring and complacent to yourself. If you do nothing more well, wash, rinse, repeat, wake up, go to work, go home, wake up, go to work, go home. You never explore the world around you. You never go outside of your county. You never take a vacation. You never do any of these other things. Guess what ends up happening? You become a boring individual to yourself and those around you. You'll bring no value to yourself. Now, what does that mean in this in, in a spiritual standpoint? It means this. People who sit around and do nothing all day become stagnant and they start to stink. And when your life stinks, you don't get happy about it. There's no peace there. And so you start getting upset and taking um, swipes and shots at everybody else. Because you can't figure out how to make your life right. Take the time to go out and enjoy yourself. Take the time to take a three-day vac- three-day mini vacation. And go out and and just go to somewhere new, you know, have a have a almost a mini stay vacation. When you go out and do those things, you be you open up your world to so many other things and it frees your mind. It gives you a different view of the world around you. Now, let's take it from a deeper spiritual point of view. A lot of people say, "Well, I can wait until I'm almost dead and ask God for forgiveness or or go to God and 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 get his love." And that's true. But let's just be point blank about something. God did not put us on this planet to be complacent. God did not put us on this planet to be boring. God did not put us on this planet just to wash, rinse, and repeat. He put us on this planet to thrive. He put us on this planet to move forward. He put us on this planet so that that we can be a light to everyone else around us. And if you really want to be greedy, let's just go for a blessing. Spread the word. Go for a blessing. Bring somebody to Christ. If you're head of your household, make sure you're going to church. If, you're not, if you've made the decision not to go to church, make sure your kids go. Do something better for somebody else in your life. Bring value to you. You could be the most horrible, horrible person, horrible parent on the planet. But if you make sure your kids go to church and you make sure your kids become Christian and you make sure they go in a better direction than where you were going. That's a blessing in your favor, whether you believe in God or not. And he will look down and smile upon you for that. So let's just be honest about this. Time is of the essence. Let's look at it from financial. Financially. If you put money in the bank today, you know, somebody there There was a report that came out. If you put $1,000 of money in McDonald's 15, 15 years ago or actually in 2000, okay, you would have made $5,000. It would be worth $5,000 today. And you say, well, wait a minute, 20 years, it's only $4,000. Okay, but that's $1,000 with no other money in it. And you just let it ride. You survived two recessions. And two presidents going on your third, it would literally be worth after 20 years, you would literally have a 400% increase. That's good money. That's compounded interest over time. Now, most people wait and spend everything up front and then have nothing at the end. And then wonder why. And when that happens, guess guess what happens now? You turn around and you look up and you're 50 or 60 or 70. And you're wondering why your Social Security doesn't go far enough. Or you never spend enough time at one job to earn a, to earn a, a pension or you didn't have enough of your 401k to go through and make it through uh to now. That's what time does against you. So time is either your great friend or your worst enemy. And now we have to figure out how to make time work for us. In goal setting, you have to make time work for you. You have to draw a line and say, I want this to happen in X amount of time. And now I'm gonna break it down in a way so that this can work. That's why we're currently working with two goal setting tables, one for 2020 and the other one literally for the fourth quarter. Why is that? Because we need to make sure we set a timetable for when we're going to be able to go out and accomplish these goals and then break it down into doable chunks. So that we can achieve those goals. For instance, $1,000. If we say, okay, by December 31st, 2020, I want to have $1,000 in my emergency fund. That's what I want to start off with. But Marion, and I don't make enough money to do that. Okay, so let's break it down. So if you take $1,000 divided by 52 weeks. Then you're going to see how much you need to put back per week. And when you think about it, it really isn't that much. 20 $25? For most of us, that's a couple of trips going to McDonald's. For me, that's a trip going to Arby's on Sundays. For me. So, is it truly doable? How bad do you want it? Do you want it now or do you want to wait? If you can do that with just a thousand dollars, if you can do that in a year and say a a year from now, I'm going to have a thousand dollars and you make that happen. Guess what? You just made time work for you. Because you gave yourself a deadline and you went out there after it. Now we turn around and we have to make go for the next goal. And then we make it a little bit harder and a little bit harder and a little bit harder but something that's manageable, something that we can see taking place and then we can go crazy. So once we start doing those things, you know, let's say, for instance, I want to start my business by the end of by January 1st, 20, 2021. I want to start a business. OK, what kind of business do you want to start? And then you figure out all the things that you need and you write them all down. Do I have the education? Do I have the financing? Do I have the customers? Do I have, what do I have now? And now we can turn around and for say first quarter 2020, we're gonna turn around and say, okay, if I need all of these things, let's divide it up in sections. Figure out how much there, how much it's going to cost me, and then go out and slowly start putting them together, wish it to it into existence, and then slowly start putting it all together. Once you start doing that, there's nothing that can stop you because you start figuring out really quick what is the what is your most important thing that you have to do, and then you go out and get after it. But the number one thing I'm going to tell you tonight, you have to make time a must not a decision not an i think so you have to make it a must breathing for us is a must food for most of us is a must some of y'all skinny people out there like to eat that rabbit food and y'all can go three four days without eating you know hey more power to you i like red meat and things that actually had legs and moved but at the end of the day, it's a must. I have to eat. If I don't eat in a per- certain period of time, my blood sugar will do crazy things. I will get sick. You know, bad things happen. If I don't take my medicine, my medication on a regular basis, my blood sugar goes crazy. My blood pressure goes crazy. And then I'm not a happy person to be around. And then my wife looks at me funny. It's a must. My question to you is, what are the must in your life? What must you do? And you have to think about it like breathing. If you want to be successful in your goals, you need to consider it like breathing. It has to be a must. I must do this. I must change what I'm doing. Because what I'm currently doing is nothing more but being a hamster in the wheel and I'm tired of always running and not getting anywhere. So if that's the case, what we got to do now is make it a must and then make it a priority to move forward. Always waking up with a goal. What do I need to do today in order to move forward tomorrow to reach the goal I want it to be? That's the question. And once we get there, now we can move forward from there. So what are your musts? What must you do? What are the things that you need to do in order to move forward in those four goals? What are the goals that you want to do between now and the end of 2020? What do you want to do between now and the end of this year? What do you want to do in the first quarter of next year? Those are the things that you have to look at. Those are the things that you need to make sure that at the end of the day, you're looking at them. You're making a decision as to whether or not it is important enough to you to move forward. Once you do, now you have to go back and say, you know what? All this other stuff is crap. And get rid of it. That's what time will do for you. Take these next three months. Take, take October, November and December. And literally just go through them and make decisions. So, for instance, we're going to give you some tips tonight, and we're going to primarily work on the financial side. But we'll talk about the other ones as well. So, in the finance, when it comes to time for these next three months, here's the first thing that you need to do. If you have a checking or savings account with a bank or credit union in the area, what you need to do is you actually need to go and see about getting your last two statements for your checking and your savings account. If you do a lot of work out of either or both, you need to get those the, that information. And here's why. What we need to do is we need to go through and we need to figure out what did you spend your money on? You know, a prominent pastor once said, and, and, and I fully believe it, he says, if you want me to know about you. More than anything else. Let me look at your phone. Let me look at the last five apps that you were in. And you can actually go into settings and you can see where your phone has been the majority of the time it's been on since the last restart. The last five apps that you were in. And it will tell you everything you need to know. And for many people on this planet, we all know what those answers are. Facebook, Instagram, Twitter. But where is your money been? That's what we're going to be doing with, the, with those uh, statements. We're going to figure out where your money's been. Has it been eating out? Has it been buying the sales at the stores? Where have you made your money work for you? Or where have you watched your money disappear? Are you an ATMer? Are you one of those people that go to the ATM and pull money out and then just forget how it disappeared? A lot of people get paid on Friday and on Monday they're broker than a joke because they have literally blown part of it. Did you save any of it? Do you have any money going in the savings or investments? That's what you need to do with those with the last two months and compile it. Now, there are apps depending on who you bank with. For instance, my my credit union that I bank with. They actually have an app on their website that you can actually set. And anytime you make a purchase, it goes into a predetermined area. So it will tell you whether it went into utilities or eating out or entertainment or what have you. So the really scary part is that for many people, they don't know where their money's been going. It took me a long time to be able to tell people up to the penny where my money is going. I make my money work as much as I possibly can because there are things that I want to accomplish within the next year to two years. And we can't do that if I'm blowing money over here or doing this over here or, you know, constantly eating out. So we we have to actually budget our way through that. And we'll talk about budgets down the line. Another thing that you can do if you have credit cards, pull your credit card statements. Where's your money been going? Print them out. Look at it. Give And and if you're married or in a relationship, have your partner do the same thing. Because here's a very scary thought. If you're not on the same page with your partner when it comes to this, time will destroy it. The number one reason most families... Split is over money. Nothing more, nothing less. The number one disagreement is over money. Who brings it in? Who spends it? How they spend it. Domestic violence goes up in the months of February and March. I wish I could make that statistic up. But next to Christmas and Thanksgiving, domestic violence goes up more in February and March. Wonder why? The same reason why TVs are sold more at Walmart during February and March and returned in April than at any other time of the year. Money. You have to make money work for you or money will run you. When you make money work for you, it will always, always, always come back with a return. But when you let money run you, It will run through your hands like sand and water, and you will always wonder where it went. Another thing that you need to do in the next 90 days is you need to go and get a copy of your credit report from the three major credit uh, companies. Now, annualcreditreport.com is a government funded website that will let you get one report from each of those every year, faux free. Notice I said that with a little bit of urban, faux free. I love free. You can go to Credit Sesame and some of the Credit Karma and those other guys, but they're at the end of the day, they're going to try to sell you on a plan to protect your credit or watch your credit. If you're listening to this podcast, a 720 or higher credit score is probably not one of the things that I'm that I would think is going to be um, something in your possession. So let's just take credit, for example, and put it to the side. I can get a better deal using cash. But Marion, you can't buy a car. Why not? If I go to a car lot with $5,000 in cash and a decent job, my credit score is not necessarily going to be a big deal unless you're one of those people who say I'm going to use my credit to get a seven year loan. And now they're coming out with eight year loans and get a brand new car to pay four or five hundred dollars a month. So that by the time it's all said and done, I'm upside down in the car in year three and still got five years to go. Why do that when I can go to a used car lot? I can go to... Any car lot, and I'm just going to use CarMax for an example because I actually used to work for them and sell cars, but you can actually go on the website and find a five to $8,000 car. You can actually go on the website and find a $10,000 car, spend a little extra money for their, for their uh, maintenance program, and drive off with a car that has a seven-day guarantee on it and has a protection package to go with it. Now, at the end of the day, if you are if you are single and you're trying to impress somebody with your car, baby, you're trying too hard. You need to stop. If you're trying to impress somebody with the car that you drive, understand one thing. You may have them for a short period of time, but in the long run, they're not the type of person you want to be with. Get you something that has four wheels and a motor that goes vroom and you can go get from point A to point B. And if somebody wants to laugh at you about their about that car, you just look at them and go, it's paid for. That's how you need to roll, because when you get a car paid for, it makes your life a lot easier. Because now when you get done with your payments, you can take that same payment, go put it up in a money market IRA and start making some, makes a little bit of change on it. But over time, that interest, and yes, you heard that word again, time, that interest will kick up. And when that interest, when that interest continues to compound and compound and compound, you will make enough money. Here's a math problem for you. Two kids, same age, 25 years of age. Both of them have decided that they are making the same amount of money, working at the same place, doing the same job. One of them takes $1,000 a year, puts it up in a money market IRA for 10 years. At age 35, he stops, puts no more money in it, the other the other friend waits until he's thirty five, puts thousand dollars a year in, turns around at the end of that thousand, end of that ten years, he stops. They both stop working at age sixty five. Who made more money? I've asked that question to several people, many of them under the age of thirty. And not one person has gotten it right. The answer to that question is really, really simple. It's person A, because he actually has 10 years of compound interest that's working, that worked for him faster than the person who started at age 35. By waiting, he gave up those 10 years. And by waiting, it hurt him to the tune of almost a quarter million dollars just because of interest. At this point, you have to start thinking, Okay, well, maybe I'm just a little bit past 25. So now I can't do that now. Maybe I'm past 35. I can't do that now. Do something. Start making a plan. Start getting ready because time is of the essence. None of us are getting any younger There was only one Benjamin Buttons and Brad Pitt played him in a movie. Past that, it doesn't exist. We have to start preparing for our futures now. Time is not always your friend when it comes to when you start, but it will be your friend when you finish. I want to go back to the spiritual side of time for just a moment. You know, time is... You know, for those who don't believe in God or don't believe in heaven or don't believe in the afterlife, your time is limited. If you are a believer in Jesus Christ, your time is eternal. And just remember, the blessings that you get now, the provisions that you get now, the fact that he's given you a job, given you a home, given you food, given you everything that you've you've needed is nothing compared to the blessings and joy you're going to receive when you go to heaven. But at the same time, you need to prepare for that. How do you prepare for that? You prepare for that really simply. And that's by getting ready. That's, being, that's by getting in the word. That's by loving people around you. That's by changing your mindset, changing your attitude, and working on getting that peace that no one else has around you. And once you find that peace, you're good to go. And that relationship with God takes time. Many of us, as Christians, will be the first ones to admit it. We screw up. We're human. Humans were never designed to be perfect. We try, but at times we fail. And when we fail... We go back and we ask for forgiveness. When we really, really fail, we ask for repentance. That's a whole different subject for a different day. But but my point is, is that over time you have to walk with God. The fun part about being a Christian is that your relationship with God doesn't have to be like everybody else. It doesn't have to be, you know, like... Like me or my wife or, Or my pastor You don't have to be like us But we just ask that you believe And when you talk with God When you walk with God Over time your relationship Will get better Will it be where you want it to be That's up to you Is my relationship Where I want it to be No But I have lofty goals Is it where Is it better than what it was last week, last month, last year, last decade? Absolutely. Again, this is. This is one of those things where you just go. It's a work in progress. Your life has to be a work in progress. And that's how you continue. That's how you continue to move forward. By using goals and ideas and thoughts and dreams to move you in a direction that's going to get you closer to the happiness that you seek. People with money don't just sit on their back ends and say, you know what, I've done everything I need to do. I'm going to sit back here and do nothing. You see a lot of those guys, once they, meet, once they make their millions and billions, they turn around and find something else. They look and and search for another goal or another mission. So at the end of life, it's not over. Just because you go out, if you've made your business and you, you grew it or you made your side project and you grew it and it became what you wanted to be. Guys, it doesn't mean that it has to end. It just means that it may be time for you to rethink the dream and rethink the goal. The reason why this podcast is even existing today is because God gave me that. And over time, he fleshed it out and he said, this is what I want you to do. This is how I see you doing it. This is where I want you to to get going with this. And by the time it was all said and done, just quite honestly, you know, I actually thought this was supposed to be a radio show. And for years, that's what I assumed that it was supposed to be. But those of you who truly know me know that God likes to hit me upside with the head with a two by four because I don't necessarily put it all together, so to speak. But what was so amazing is the fact that learning how to podcast and and this took several months. This wasn't just something that just came out of the blue. This took several months in an an end date. I'd given myself a time period of saying, this is what needs to happen by this date. And I had to learn how to do it and learn how to do it. And I was asking, I, w- I was reading articles online and I was buying eBooks from Amazon. And I was trying to figure out how to do this and do that and do the other. And by the time I put it all together, I started going to people and asking them, hey, you know, I may need you for this show down the line. Can I count on you? And I got people lined up to do it. And I have had actually had some people who told me no. And that's okay. Because they don't see the vision that I see. And I'm not expecting this to be some great podcast that's going to reach out to 10 million people a week. I, I'm far from believing that. But if it does, hey, I'm happy and, you know, it will change some lives. and I, And I hope that it does regardless. But this is part of the dream. This is part of the goal and because of that i get to cross this not necessarily cross it off the list but at least i can say hey this was done and the funny thing about this was that a friend of mine who i go to church with and and john i am talking about you he said when you get when you get on spotify let me know i'll catch you only took me a week and a half to figure out how to do that and the funny part was he was the one that gave me the idea on how to do it and he didn't even know it so now i'm on spotify and if you're listening to this on spotify thank you so much for listening we're working on getting on itunes and on iHeartRadio. radio so if you have friends who listen to podcasts on either one of those two platforms let them know this show is coming But that's part of the whole thing is that over time, I was able to work on the craft, figure out what what I needed to do and go out and do it. Now, am I completely there where I want to be? Absolutely not. I still have work to do. But at the end of the day, we're still getting there. It's never too late to start something new. I said this in the last episode, the Colonel Sanders, you know, Mr. KFC. Whose first store, Sanders Cafe, is right up the road here in Corbin, Kentucky. He didn't get his first KFC franchise until he was in his 60s. In his 60s. So that means, on average, he wasn't a multimillionaire until he was in his 70s. He was hawking chicken. In his 70s and 80s, up until his death, guys, he was doing the TV commercials. If you're as old as I am, you remember him in the TV commercials. Not the guy who's playing him in the commercials today. I'm talking about in the original ones when he was in the black and white. Before there was color TV. This dude was still trying to make it. Before his franchises took off. In his 60s, and you're sitting at home or you're sitting somewhere listening to this in your 30s and 40s going, "I wish I could do this." Guys, if the Ken- Kentucky's number one famous citizen, not named Cali Perry could do this in his 60s, what can you do at your current age? No excuses. This is the year you have to give it up. 2020 is coming. Make it your vision. Make your vision come in, in focus. Make that context where it needs to be. And you can do it. You can change your life even in the smallest ways and give yourself the peace that you want so that you can be a better person, a better part of society, a better part in your community, a better Christian, whatever you wanna be, you can be better at it next year. If you take the steps today, take the time today to work on it because if you work on it today, tomorrow will get easier, tomorrow will get better. That is why time is both your friend and your mortal enemy. And once you get past that, once you master time, time will forever be your friend in all aspects of your life. So as we wrap this episode up today, I just want to let you know that the number one thing in goal setting is defining and making time heal before you. Make it stop and sit down and say, what do you want to do and when do you want to do it? In all four aspects. If you want to have a beach, you want to have a beach party for next year so you can go to the beach and show it off. Figure out what your weight is today and start making plans. There are plenty of ways to go online and figure out how to how to get down to that particular weight. There's actually a website out there called Fiverr, F-I-V-E-R-R. And there are personal trainers out there that will help you create a physical plan, a, a, a fitness plan for you to be able to reach your goal within a period of time. And most of them start off at five bucks. You can go online and find all sorts of stuff at Pinterest and on ways to uh, start your own plan. There are plenty of free apps out there for it. But you have to commit yourself to it. You have to make the time for it. I'd be the first one to admit right here and now that I have not been the best at making time for exercising. I don't know if it's because I'm afraid of sweating or afraid of heavy breathing. I'm not sure what it is. But I have not been the best at it. And that's why I'm at the weight I am now. Am I embarrassed by it? Oh, Of course I am. I don't want to be this big. And now I have to commit myself to making a difference in myself and my body. You know, they say it takes 21 days consistent to turn a, an action into a habit. It takes 90 days to make it consistent to the point that it's almost second hand. Give yourself 21 days. Find something that you want to change immediately and get hit. Just start hitting it. 21 days, three weeks. Three weeks. What is your must? What must you do? What is that one thing that needs to change right now to give you a peace in your heart? And give yourself the time. Make the time to do it. Because once you do that, you can go out and accomplish anything. Guys, I'm done for this episode. I want to thank you all for listening. Uh, next episode, we're actually going to dive a little deeper into the goal setting and talk about what, uh, what you want to do, how to go about cutting that time down so that you can do it not only on the grand scale, but also in the quarters. So, uh, it'll be a little bit more, uh, technical, but I think you'll understand it. I want to thank you for listening and hope you guys have a great week. I'll talk to you on the flip side.